0: Hello, and welcome to ValorCast, the official podcast of Evangel University. Evangel is a Christian liberal arts university located in Springfield, Missouri, and exists to educate, equip, and empower students who will make a global impact for the gospel in every vocation.
1: As many of our listeners already know... The integration of faith, academics, and life is an essential part of the Evangel experience. God does not call us to live closed off from the world. He invites us to embrace his purposes for us across all walks of life.
0: Through ValorCast, we want to share the stories of those in the Evangel community who are boldly following that call. Each episode will feature uplifting stories from students, faculty and staff members, and alumni, Illuminating the ways God is moving through the Valor family, both on campus and in the world. I'm your host, John Spence.
1: And I'm Amariah Fitch.
0: And this is ValorCast.
1: If you ask any faculty, staff, or student on campus what they love about Evangel, it is not uncommon for them to say community. But the question is, what sets our community apart from community that you can find or create anywhere else? Well, today we hope to answer that question by chatting with the residence directors of Lewis Hall, Carice and Mason Music. Welcome, the two of you. So to get us started, why don't you introduce yourself? Give us the Spark Notes version of your EU story, how you ended up here, how long you've been here, what you do.
2: We have been here for five years. One, we've been married for 10 years. We made 10 years this year. May 25th. Thank you, thank you. Um, we've been together for 14 years um, from meeting in college and being a part of the friend group, same friend group, becoming best friends, um, and then the Lord doing what he does. Um, So we've been on this journey for 14 years and at Evangel for five, we did not go here. Um, But we had a friend um, at church who I, we had met, she and her husband one Sunday, invited them to our life group. And then fast forward several months, um, we, they had ended up not coming anymore because they were pregnant. They were the previous RDs and Walther. So She talked to me one January, like January 2019. Um, She texted me one Saturday night and was like, hey, I need to talk to you about something between services tomorrow. I did not at all expect (laughs) what she was going to say, but it was telling me that she and her husband were moving back home to Ohio for a job for him and being closer to family. And that she thought I was the person that the Lord wanted to use to take the hall to the next level those were her words. To be completely honest, I thought Mason was going to say no. Um, So it was kind of like a, yeah, I'll pray about it kind of to a piece. But then I talked to him um, that Sunday, and he did not, in fact, say no. And I absolutely had to pray about it. We both did. Obviously, long story short, Uh, fall of 2019 we became the RDs or I did Walther was all girls Um, so I was in Walther as the full-time RD for three years and then we have been in Lewis me full-time Mason part-time for this is our second year so five years here
0: tell us a little bit about what the RD job looks like day to day you're kind of a parent and a coordinator and you do a lot of different things
3: I mean, my role is a little bit different because I do work outside of the dorm or residence hall. But it is a lot of mentoring. It is conversations. It's getting to know students by face and name and connecting with them. It is a lot of uh, just being present, honestly. Um, So hanging out at the desk until well after 11 pm and just connecting with with students where they are and um, where they live honestly and making it a home environment that they feel comfortable accepted that they have the resources uh, through us relationally if they ever need an ear or a shoulder uh, whatever they need that's really what we're there for
2: It is pastoring, it's parenting, like you said, John. Um, There's a lot. Um, In five years, I have... So my master's is in human services counseling, um, and I've used every bit of that. Um, Just in in relating with people and um, interacting therapeutically in situations where I also am not their counselor and I refer them to the counseling center um, because some people need, they just need longer term and they need more intentionality and time one-on-one where, you know, in Lewis, we have 260 students. Um, I say we have 260 kids. Uh, About half of those are male. Half of them are female. Every day looks very different um, there are every week also looks different. So the weeks that I, um, I do one-on-one students ask, like, is a lot of your job meetings? I say, absolutely. Um, on the week that I do one-on-one mentoring with my female RAs, cause Mason does, um, the male RAs, he meets one-on-one. So this week is a one-on-one week for him. Um, on the weeks that I do one-on-ones with the girls. I also do one-on-ones with um, or two-on-ones with our two DAs. Um, This week is with whole president. So there are lots of meetings. Um, and those are just the ones that are like scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, so then things come up and there are more meetings. Our doors open. And, you know, if you want to come watch TV with us, you're welcome to come in. Sometimes it's going on rounds with the RAs. And a lot of times it's sitting at the front desk. I, I try really hard to memorize names mm-hmm. and know their faces when they come in. Um, So we've, we've cried a lot with students or students have cried a lot with us. There's a lot, we, it's a really beautiful job. This is a very pivotal time in students' lives and lots of developmental changes and a lot of learning yourself and learning uh, how to interact with others and live with others. And I have loved getting to be in the middle of that.
1: So you've kind of laid the groundwork of your your day-to-day, the behind-the-scenes, and all the meetings that you go to. So how would you say all of that influences the community on campus? Your role as an RD, the the details, the small things, how do you see that influencing the community?
2: I think the biggest part is everyone else on campus goes home at about 4.30, and then the RDs are here and present to meet with the student when it's 11 o'clock at night. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've, like, we're coming in for the night and a student comes up and it's like midnight, say, hey, can I talk to you? And that's the moment that that happens. And they come in and they find a safe place. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing is RDs are the after hours safe place, mm-hmm. where in the morning, Students have, you know, their the different offices, the different resources on campus, um, and we're the ones who are at their intramural games and their performances because this is like this is our home too. So like, when things happen on campus, the RDS, we're here in the middle of that too.
0: So kind of what is happening underneath all of this conversation um, that I would love to hear your guys' perspective on. So. Evangel is different from the typical college campus in that if you're not living on campus, you're kind of missing out on a big part of the experience of being an Evangel student. And even for our commuters, they have the 417 Hall that functions as kind of a residence hall um, and does some of the same event type things. But what does that living on campus factor add to the evangel experience that you maybe couldn't get somewhere else and how do you guys see that playing out in your roles as RDs
2: I would say the floor community is a really beautiful place <laughs> um and while RAs and their floor councils they they try to intentionally plan Um, floor events that students want to be a part of but I think the biggest thing that community ends up happening the most is the spontaneous events Mm -hmm. the things that just happen when like one person says hey I'm going to (laughs) McDonald's to get a drink or I'm going to grab an ice cream who wants to come and then they load in each other's vehicles and they drive to McDonald's hoping that the lobby is still open there are a lot of moments and memories that happen in the building in the lobbies unexpected things in the lobbies in the first floor lobby second floor lobbies that are like our living rooms um, but then just on the floors um, there are a lot of students. I mean, I remember last semester, um, I think it was after an intramurals game, and they came back, Lewis won and um they were like, let's all go to Andy's, Caris, come to Andy's with us. And so like I loaded my car up with students and I went to Andy's with them. Um, if there's anything they know about me, I am selfie mom. I am absolutely selfie mom. So I take a picture and I'm like, okay, everybody. And there's like, you know, we have taken over. I don't know if there were other people who were not a part of the hall or evangel, but this is 10 o'clock at night. Commuters are long gone. They have gone home. Um, staff and faculty <laughs> have like long gone home. They are likely in bed. Um, yeah, they're totally asleep. When they get here in the morning, our D's are asleep because we were the after hours crew. <laughs> um, so there's just so many spontaneous things there was, uh, there's a place here in Springfield, they do like college night, a lot of places do college night, and they were doing college night cookies, or whatever. And so I loaded the car up with girls. And because they're like, Carice, come with us. And I was like, my car's closest. So I'll drive. And so they get in my car, and we drive to this place. And the line is like, because it's closer to another local university. The line is like, all the way down the street, or like, um I'm in if y'all are in (laughs) and they're like let's go somewhere else so we end up going get ice cream like we end up at Brahms and we just we sit there and all of these conversations emerged just in this spontaneous space where community is built that when you don't live on campus um it makes all of the difference and you miss out on a lot of beautiful moments that happen that are unscheduled Absolutely unscheduled.
3: There is a high level of intentionality on the floor with your RA um, building community um, that will generally span well beyond college, with the relationships that you create, mm-hmm. with the spontaneous events like Chris was saying. like those are the things that will be the memories down the road of remember, that time in college, but it's that conversation with that person that you actually met in college. And you can trace back to the origin of that relationship to move in day. And you met them moving into the dorm and moving into like they're your sweet mates or, you know, those kind of things. I think it's the high level of intentionality of relationship in the dorm that makes a huge difference on campus.
0: Absolutely. I remember living here and it is such a formative time for so many people. They're living on their own. They're dealing with like major adult life decisions for the first time. They're having to like live with new people and adjust to new people. But kind of like in that crucible moment, something really beautiful comes out and it's these lifelong relationships. And when I think about interactions that I have with my friends from Evangel, you know, the beautiful thing that comes out of that crucible is the friendship that's forged through adversity and through a uh, challenge. And I think, yeah, that totally resonates.
2: Last semester, when we lost a student at Evangel, he had moved into Lewis at the beginning of the semester before he moved home. And that night, our response got to be grieving together and just providing a space where everyone lives. This is our home. And when we came into to Lewis last year, we talked about like, we say welcome home. We have a sign that says the definition of family, um, and, and that means different things to different people depending on the context and and the nature of their family dynamics. So that's not for all people, is that a great thing, but something that we've been really intentional about is um kingdom family looks like something. Mm-hmm. And and the Lord is really intent on on being a part of a family. Family is important to the Lord. Um and so there's a space of like of teaching. What family is supposed to look like, by kingdom standards, not by earthly standards where trauma and and drama and all this stuff happens, and um, and so in that in that space we get to turn our Lewis Lounge event that's nine to eleven p.m. We get to turn that into a time of worship and prayer and invited that students teammates over to our hall, um to just sit and worship and be and and I don't know that that opportunity gets to happen as much when you're not a part of the residential campus life.
1: Thank you Chris for sharing that story. I think it shows us a lot of what we we don't get to see you know you have the insider addition into our students and their struggles but also how they grow and and develop and also our listeners don't know this but Carice was my RD and in Walther Hall and then I ended up getting to be her RA and She is just her and Mason are so critical in my life to this day. And so something that I think is so special about the RD student relationship is that it doesn't have to start, you know, after after college. And that may look like just the influence, like that may just look like the seeds that were planted, because I can tell you that it was people like Carissa Mason that I'm who I am today because of their investment. And I was that girl who was on the couch crying, not that exact girl, but one of the many. And um, so I'd love to hear just how you, over the like past five years that you've been here, how have you seen your students grow
2: and, and develop? With this being my fifth year, um, last year was my first year of graduating seniors who came in as freshmen. They were my first group of kids. There's this really proud moment, this proud mom moment, um, getting to see the difference between students over the course of four years Mm -hmm. who come in at 17, 18 years old, and then they graduate at 21, 22 years old. I remember um, last year, one of the freshmen who came in, she became an RA in another hall for her senior and final year. I remember sitting with her the third year when that was our last year in Walther sitting with her at the table, spontaneous conversations. Like not all the things are just like fun and social. They're also very like Holy spirit inundated. Mm. And she was sharing with us the moment that happened over Christmas break where she got filled with the Holy spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues and just sitting there and remembering who she came in as a freshman, remembering the student that um, when I had emailed all of the freshmen introducing ourselves um, our very first year, And she was the one that emailed me back and we bonded over both having like tea collections and tea was a big deal. So then her freshman year, um, she and I had this tea party just to like get to know each other. She was like. She was hungry for connection and was like, hey, could we have tea together sometime? Like that meant something to her. And so I remember sitting in our living room my first year in Walther and just getting to know her. And then I remember our third year and sitting at our table in the lobby and hearing how the Holy Spirit had just completely turned her life upside down where her pursuit of him took this way deep turn and, and seeing her prepare to go onto the mission field, I remember seeing that journey happen. That was the one thing, no matter how many times she changed her degree, when she came in as a freshman, there's one thing she knew, I am called to this country. And we met with her um, last semester um, to hear about her heart for the mission field and everything that she is working on and, and
3: preparing for. Being able to meet with her while she is raising funds to Mm -hmm. fully deploy as a global worker Mm -hmm. um, in the country that the lord had laid on her heart before she even came to college Mm -hmm. was such a unique so like seeing her grow from freshman to graduating and pursuing what the lord had told and given to her Mm -hmm. to accomplish in the earth and then continuing after graduation and partnering with her, not only financially, but in prayer, in support and
2: relationship. Yeah. Those those moments that happen over the course of four years. The students that you see them like they come in and they're dating this guy from back home. I say that because my first three years were all girls. Um, They're dating this guy from back home. And in conversation, you find like there's some unhealthy things, but you have to go on that journey with the Lord. And, you know, Ending up, breaking up, and then you see the Lord creating this thing right in front of your face. And then, you know, fast forward again, you get the call that they're engaged and then an invitation to their wedding and then getting to be a part of that wedding. Or I am officiating a wedding next semester for a student who was my R.A., and i remember sitting with her when the lord was just bringing these things up to the surface and working on her heart and praying with her for her family and like all of these things to get to this healthy place where she actually wants to be married and and the lord has like done this thing and not all of the situations are about marriage because i also tell them you are not incomplete if you graduate without a spouse um that's really important we were like, (laughs) We went to two Bible colleges and we work at a third. It's really important to me that throughout that process that their focus in being at Evangel, being where God has them, is so not about just finding your mate. But the Lord is doing so many more things, whether that's developmentally, emotionally and watching students become um, more emotionally intelligent and self-aware and to grow in relationships, just platonic friendships and watching them grow in communication to be able to email their professors to say, hey, I missed class. This is why what do I need to do to make up what I missed? To be able to just learn how to communicate professionally Um, Part of my work background, I worked at a previous university in career services. And so it's within my RD role, I've gotten job recommendations from former former students and former student leaders. And so I'm also really intentional about, look, you're going to put this role on your resume someday, and I'm going to get the job recommendation form. I want to make sure that I am equipping you even in your work ethic and in soft skills and, and these spaces that are going to help you as a future employee, whether you're working for yourself and, and you are interacting with other people as resources or you have a boss above you or several layers above you, it doesn't matter. I want you to be effective and ready for the workforce that the Lord calls you to. So watching them develop in that space um, has also been another one of those development pieces that when you leave here, I want you to be ready. And it is very much holistic. If there's anything that the RD role has the opportunity of reaching students, it is the most holistic role I have ever been in.
0: I have to say, like, the community life on campus is just so different from so many friends that I have who couldn't wait to get off campus and like living alone and not living in their like university dorm because there wasn't that community. It was basically just a big cinder block where they waited to go somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. so thank you guys for your faithfulness and commitment as part of the community life here to like foster that community and continue that tradition. Looking ahead at the future of community life on campus, residence life, and what it means to live in a dorm. Do you see this tradition of deep community continuing, and what do you see for the future?
3: I think it is a unique gift of the Lord to live in community together, um, to build one another as iron sharpens iron. So as we live, we build each other up in community. And so for the strength of the faith, we have to maintain community. It may look different and we have to adjust according to the times that we live in at some level, but it is crucial to our environment here at Evangel, but also just as Christians in our walk, building that community and structure within ourselves but also in this global community that are Christ followers.
2: I'm seeing more this year of students leading things, students being the ones who want to host a revival night and students showing up. I have a a couple of students that started that up and they they got back. I was in the lobby, Friday night, and they're like, Carace, it was incredible. Like, if we even like released the students, like you're welcome to leave." And no one left. Everyone just lingered in the presence of the Lord. You have to come see it. Um, and so I told her, "I was like, I I will like." <laughs> I'll go see what's going on. But that was entirely student led. Yes, they went through the proper channels of getting an event approved to take place in an evangel building, but entirely led by students. When I sat with the Lord, Going into this semester, like, Lord, what is it that I need to make sure that they know? And it was empowering them to know that they don't have to reach some point where now is the time that the Lord can use me, Mm -hmm. that there is no pinnacle moment that now that I'm a youth pastor, now that I'm using my degree in the way that I wanted, now that I am graduated from college, now that I'm no longer dependent on my parents financially, now that I'm the senior pastor, like whatever that make-believe marking thing is that, we position ourselves thinking that the Lord can't use me effectively until that that's not actually a thing that their time is now. Um, and so in the, in the future of evangel, I think there will be more of those things where in the past there have been the things that were for credit and, you know, well, I want to be there because I'm short on these credits and seeing students still show up for floor devos Mm -hmm. because they want to be together and they want to walk through these, these conversations and these things from the word together um, and be together that it's not just about the fun, but also the depth. They are so hungry for depth within community, not just, togetherness in community, not just not being alone, but going to deeper places than just the surface. And so within community, I see more of that. Mm-hmm. Students saying, I am hungry for the Lord, and I'm not waiting for a staff member, a faculty member, or whoever to facilitate the space that I am going to pursue him with everything that I am.
0: Carice and Mason, thank you so much for joining us today. But more than that for the culture that you're creating here, that you are being instrumental in what the Holy Spirit is doing on Evangel's campus. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for community life here. And I will be praying that what you just described, both of you, will come to pass.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of ValorCast. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating.
0: ValorCast is hosted by John Spence and Amariah Fitch and is a production of EU's Marketing and Communications Department in partnership with KECC, Evangel's student-led radio station. The podcast is produced, mixed, and mastered by Jordan Spence, who also composed and produced the show's intro and credits music.
1: You can follow Evangel University on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit us online at evangel.edu.